Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Do you long for the return of Christ? Do you live as though He were coming today? Or do you live like you've got some time? The reality is that it could be any day now. Today in his update, Pastor J.D. reminds you to keep a watchful eye, to stay alert and ready. Jesus is coming soon, and he's coming for you. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on August 28, 2022. I want to talk with you about why it just cannot be much longer before the rapture and the time of the end, and specifically the pre-tribulation rapture, the seven-year tribulation that will ensue, and the second coming of Jesus Christ at the end of the tribulation. And here's why. The prophecies in the Bible point to how it is that we can know just how close we are, so we're not caught off guard. So for us, it's not as a thief in the night. In the Apostle Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 4, verse 13, and chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, he emphasizes no less than two times that we're not to be ignorant or uninformed about the dead in Christ as it relates to the soon return of Christ at the rapture. In fact, that's what the whole letter, both letters, are about, the rapture of the church. I know I quote these two verses in John's Gospel, John 13, verse 19, but I think it's apropos, and I think you'll see why here in a moment. Now, this is Jesus speaking. And he says, I am telling you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am, the I am. Now, he says the same thing in John 14, 29. He says, I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. Now, we uh, tend to see this in the context and frame it in the context of the unbeliever, who will see that which Jesus said would happen before it happens, and now we're seeing it begin to happen, and then they will believe that Jesus is the I Am. But what if I told you that this is for us as believers too? Here's how I get there. Okay, 
Jesus has told us what's going to happen before it happens. So when it happens, we will believe that we're at the end. We're already believers. And he already told us what was going to happen before it happens. And now it's beginning to happen. (laughs) Do you believe? Not only are we told what's going to happen before it happens, so when it does happen, we'll believe, but we're also told how soon. And this, (laughs) I heard it said, I hope I don't botch it, um, that Bible prophecy is not to scare us, it's to prepare us. Now, I think it's both. And let me explain. So you're going to have one of two responses to what I have to share with you today. Uh, One response will be that of being terrified at the things that are beginning to come to pass. And another response is that of being very excited about the things that are beginning to come to pass. You see where I'm going with this? So this is an indicator, really a litmus test of where you're at with the Lord. Because if this scares you, good. I would rather, and I've got to be careful, I always get blasted whenever I say this, but I would rather <laughs> scare you into heaven <laughs> than um, flatter you into hell. I'd rather scare the H-E double toothpicks out of you. Is that a better way to, to say it? Well, if this terrifies you and scares you, it should. Because that's an indication that you're not right with the Lord, and as such ready for the return of the Lord. And it should bring you to that place where you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ while there's still time before it's too late. Now, conversely, if what I'm going to share today excites you, praise the Lord. It should, because it means only one thing. (laughs) We are so out of here, and not a day too soon. Yesterday would have been great. This is what encourages the weary believer. Those of us who know the Lord, love the Lord, who have long overstayed our welcome in this world, not our home. And we long for the Lord and His appearing. I think about what the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy about how he had finished the race, and he had fought the good fight, and now what awaits him, he knew his days were numbered, it was just a matter of time, and he was right. And he said, I know what awaits me, a crown of righteousness. And then he says, not just for me, but for all of those who long for, ache for, yearn for his appearing. So, God wants us to know. God doesn't want us to be ignorant or uninformed concerning the last days. He wants us to be ready 
And He wants us to know, and He wants us to be watching right up until the very last at the time of the end. The signs of the end of the age. He wants us to know just how close we are, so much so that those signs will be such that the very last days (laughs) will have to be shortened or no one would survive. I want to draw your attention to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24, beginning in verse 21. Jesus is speaking. Listen to this. He says, For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And then he says this, verse 22, And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved or survive. But for the elect's sake, speaking of Israel during the time of the tribulation, those days will be shortened. They had to be. God had to put an end to this, otherwise no human being, no flesh would be able to survive. That's how bad it's going to be at the time of the end. Now here's a question. The question becomes one of whether or not the very survival of mankind is threatened by everything that is happening in the world. In other words, is that happening, and is that now a threat to the very survival and existence of mankind in the world that we're living in today? Well, the answer to this question is that one need look no further than the, the reality of this pre-tribulation world in which we now find ourselves living in today. And by that I mean the aforementioned prophecy from Jesus Himself concerning how bad it will be, actually describes how bad it already is. And that's what I want to talk about and expound on more specifically for the remainder of our time together today. I want to start by giving a shout out to those who sent me links to the reports on the unreported deaths due directly to the COVID injections. This is a couple of weeks ago, and I mentioned how frustrated I was because you just couldn't find any credible data on just how many people were actually dying as a direct result of this injection. And so I was sent leaks, many of which I had already seen, and posts, and even search engines, many of which I already use. But what I found was still inconclusive, because you have one source that has their chart showing how many millions, literally millions of people have died. And then you have another chart that has it way higher (laughs) than that. And both, by way of comparison to me, I believe are still conservatively low. Did you just hear what I said? (laughs) 
the reality of how many people are dying and will yet future die as a direct result of this. Now, the reason I'm starting this way is because all of a sudden now, there's been this seismic shift as it relates to the whole COVID narrative. Have you noticed this? <laughs> Lest one think that this is not all part of the satanic plan of sudden destruction, let me hasten to say that it's perfectly on schedule, exactly as God's Word says it will be, and it's evidenced by the sudden resignation of one Anthony Fauci, the stunning retracting and restructuring of the CDC, and everything in between. Make no mistake about it, all of this has set in motion the intended end, the prophesied end according to God's Word. This is exactly what we were told would happen. Now please stay with me. This is the prophecy concerning the uniting of the entire world around one man. And he will be seen as a savior of the world, the man with the plan. Of course, I'm speaking of the Antichrist, who comes in the place of Christ. And this is where, how do I say this? I'll just say it. This is where Christians naively believe and are deceived. Because see, Satan comes as an angel of light. This man with the plan, come to save the day, to fight against tyranny and totalitarianism, freedom, peace, security. He's going to put an end to all of this and save the day. He's the Savior, and He'll be worshipped. That's what's happening. Again, bear with me. <laughs> this was all staged, planned. It was all scripted, and it was put in place and everything according to God's sovereignty, who's allowing all of this to happen, to meet His prophesied end exactly as He said it would be. So you've got this threat now, and we need a Savior to come and save us from this tyranny, so that we can be free. And so here's the deception. The Antichrist will do the very thing to the people that they are deceived into thinking he's going to free them from. Totalitarianism, tyranny, control, one, one world government, one world economy, one world everything, religion. He's going to present himself as the Savior. And 
the deception is he's going to do the very thing that people believe he's going to save them from. That's how people are going to be deceived. And once the church is removed at the rapture, this man of wickedness will be revealed, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and we're told that he will deceive all those who are perishing. And here's what's sad. Many are already deceived and perishing, and by the millions. And according to prophecy in the book of Revelation, this is only the beginning. And to me, this is one of the main reasons that we can't go on much longer. It's already been set in motion. It's just a matter of time. We're already beginning to see the things that we're told are going to take place and be fulfilled in the seven-year tribulation, happening now prior to the seven-year tribulation. How close are we? We have to be close. I've likened Bible prophecy to, uh, by way of an illustration, uh, having a a shelf life, uh, an expiration date. Uh, Once something has been manufactured, and this, this has all been manufactured, it comes packaged with an expiration date. Because once it's been put in motion, it's just a matter of time now. Because if you really think about it, you try to fast forward even 10 years from now. We're going to talk more about this in a moment. And even rewind 10 years prior to now. I mean, it doesn't take as we jokingly say, a rocket scientist to figure out that, man, that's, look what's happened just in the last two years. And you want to fast forward 10 years? I don't think so. Not at this rate. The fact of the matter is, what I'll call pre-tribulation prophecies are already in motion. And now it's just a matter of time. Add to this the engineered destruction of the earth, God's creation. It's all under the banner of climate change. This is manufactured. This is engineered. This is pre-planned. Why? Because Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy. This is God's creation. Satan wants to destroy it. We are creation, created in the image of God. That's why Satan wants to destroy us. So already in full swing is this engineered destruction of earth, God's creation, as it heads towards its prophetic end and will ultimately be fulfilled in the seven-year tribulation, Revelation chapter 11. Let me begin reading in verse 16. And the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and reigned. The nations were angry, and your wrath has come, 
and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, small and great, and, listen, should destroy those who destroy the earth. What? This is a prophecy in the book of Revelation that will be fulfilled in the seven-year tribulation, the destruction of the earth. There will be those who will seek to and be met with a measure of success in destroying the earth, and God is going to destroy those who destroy the earth. Question, are they trying to destroy the earth? You better believe it. You better believe it. And that's the deception too. The very people that are saying, hey, we need to save the earth are the ones that are destroying the earth. The Antichrist, I I will save you, I'm the Savior, but the Antichrist is not going to save you, he's going to destroy you. Not you. Better not be you. You better not be here for that. Dane Wigington, I have mentioned him and referred to him on uh, several occasions in prior updates. He's of geoengineeringwatch.org. Dane Wigington posted a new video on August 11th titled, Wildfires as a Weapon, U.S. Military Exposed. Let me just quote briefly from the transcript. And by the way, we have all the links uh, online on the webpage. Forest fire as a military weapon. Final report, June 1970. This formally classified U.S. military report provides in-depth detail on the methods the military uses, listen, to prepare vast swaths of forests for extremely intense wildfire incinerations. Even more disturbing about this report is the fact that it includes specific data that outlines the best engineered wildfire incineration timing for various regions in the U.S. and other nations that are thought to be U.S. allies. Top fire agency officials have repeatedly acknowledged the now unprecedented behavior of wildfires every year is worse than the last. It's burning differently. It's burning more aggressive than it has in years past. It's unprecedented. It's burning in every direction all at the same time. Other cities and regions that are rated for their incineration potential in this report include Washington, D.C., Florida, New Mexico, New York, South Carolina, Texas, Utah, Minnesota, and in the formerly Golden State of California, Los Angeles, and in my neck of the woods, Mount Shasta, California. Other countries rated for their incineration. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. 
If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.